Welcome to Sacred Creators Podcast, where we explore our infinite potential. I'm Sarah. I'm so pleased that you're here. I hope all is well with you today. This is the very first podcast episode. I'm so excited. I have been waiting to bring this into fruition. And I'm so glad that it's finally here. Um, today's guest is Ava Sophia. Ava Sophia is a friend of mine. She's from Vienna. Um, and she's here to talk about quantum healing, quantum physics and energy work. She studied languages and has spent most of her life in um, working in a UN organization. Her purpose and her spiritual path is to help people find and remain in their balance and to gain confidence and awareness and develop into better humans. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? <laughs> she talks about Einstein, photons, frequencies, all that good stuff. Um, there's so many tools, so many nuggets in this episode. I would uh, recommend you to take some notes down if you can, or if you're not able to just relax and absorb the messages, absorb the transmission. And yeah, it's a great episode. So enjoy. Peace. So welcome, Ava, Sophia. So nice to have you. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for the invitation and thanks so much for creating Sacred Creators. I think it's going to be a great platform and so many people will be inspired to take their life into their own hands. And it's just a great beginning. Uh, you will skyrocket, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me, for being your first guest. I'm really proud of that and happy to share. Uh, to share with you and all the audience, of course. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ava. It's a pleasure to have you and you have such a wonderful presence. I've said to you this before, you're very grounded and you have this godmotherly um, presence and it's going to be really cozy and nice to have you. Thank you. Tell us about your mission and your focus, the work that you do and why you feel like it's so important right now. My favorite topic is energy healing, quantum healing, and uh, how we can increase our frequency and how all that relates to science. Uh, in my pers personal mission uh, was actually after I uh, ended my career at the UN, I wanted to learn energy healing, quantum healing, uh, and I was brought on the spiritual path uh, through a personal crisis, as it happens to most people. And I got a very good spiritual teacher who uh, uh, showed me and taught me how to connect with spirit, how to connect with other dimensions, how to connect with my own soul. So that was the beginning. And uh, since about 10 years, I've been working with clients. I channel for them. And uh, your question will be now probably, uh, how does that look like, a channeling session, uh, what uh, are clients coming with? So the point is, uh, when you have a personal question, a big question, one of the big questions in your life, uh, regardless of what area it is, it can be professional related, relationship related, health related, we have our spiritual assistants, spiritual guides from the other dimensions. They are here with us uh, and they have simply a broader perspective and they can lead us to the background of our issues that we don't see now. Because we are so deeply involved in our issues that sometimes we cannot see the whole picture and we cannot see the background of the issue. And in a channeling, uh, you get that information that will help you finding out for yourself uh, which way to go or what to explore more in your inside world. So that's what, uh, what's the basic actually. And what does that look like for, um, let's say one of your clients or how, how can we do the work of inner channeling? That's a long process. I must say it's well, uh, it, it might be long. It might not be long. It depends how far you are in your on your spiritual path. Uh, 
all of us, everyone, every soul has a connection to the higher dimensions and to God in the end, because we are God's creation. Uh, the, the thing is how to connect, uh, and that is a process. It is a process of awareness uh, and um, meditation, of course, is a big part of it, but as many souls as there are on our planet, as many different ways there are to reach that connection. And everyone's connection is very personal and very individual. So there is no real recipe. Uh, when, when I did the channeling uh, um, education, all of us in the course, and we were about 10, 15 people, we had a different approach. Um, some of us are channeling just energies without any words. Some of us uh, channel words, they get word information, uh, others see colors, and some can only uh, get a word here and there, here or there, but that word is very significant. Uh, so for me, somebody, uh, a good friend channeled once, and she got only one word for me, and that was Africa. And it was so... Uh, so to the point, totally to the point, because that was where um, I had spent the, the coming years after that channeling, and it was a very important period of my life. Uh, it is another, I'm, I'm going a bit uh, beside our topic now, but <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, a, that's another topic about uh, the, the story of my book. I've written a book about um, my journeys in Africa with two orphan girls. Uh, and anyway, in that channeling, she only said the word Africa. And I knew deeply in my soul that that is right. It is right, but I did not know what it means. So uh, we get messages. Uh, we are, as channelers, we are the messengers. And uh, we just help people realize uh, their, their, their mission in that particular moment, in that particular question. That's about it. Yeah. So that was the channeling experience. <laughs> You're saying that it depends on the individual person, where they are in terms of their awareness, I guess how open they are to, to be open to that kind of awareness um, and it's an involvement of seeing what works for you so for me it could be um, through words for someone else it could be for a feeling and and so on is that right exactly yeah uh, uh, you can get messages through music for instance that's also a good uh, good way to get messages. And all um, after all, we are talking about frequencies. Uh, what are frequencies? Frequencies uh, are energy, actually. And energy is uh, high, high vibrating or lower vibrating. I, would, I don't want to use the term good energy and bad energy because there is no good and bad energy. It's only higher frequency or lower frequency. It's higher vibration or lower vibration. Okay. Now, what is the higher vibration? The higher vibration is when we experience joy, love, gratitude. The lower vibrations are fear, um, worry, uh, depression. We know that. Now, how do we get into that state of emotion? Uh, in the end, it is our thoughts. Our thoughts create an emotion. Uh, when we keep control of our thoughts, when we guide our thoughts into the right direction, then we can change our energy, we can change our frequency. Uh, that's why it is so important to exercise gratitude, to stay in, an, in a joyful emotion, uh, that is created by really affirmations of gratitude, affirmations of uh, positive uh, living, positive experiences. That is so important because it affects our energy. And when I say our energy, it means that uh, we don't have only a physical body, but we have an energy field around us. And that energy field is made uh, up of our thoughts of our emotions, 
uh, of the influences around us, of the collective consciousness, there are many, many factors. Some of them are beyond our direct influence, but what we can influence is our thoughts and our emotions. That brings me immediately to healing, uh, because what is uh, disease actually? Disease is the absence of uh, love, is the absence of higher vibration. We get into a lower vibration when something in our energy field is not, uh, not at the best vibration. That can happen through energetic blocks. Uh, and energetic blocks uh, turn up when you have uh, paradigms, when you have uh, thought patterns that are destructive. And all of us have thought patterns that are not beneficial. Some are really destructive and some are simply not the best, not beneficial for us. And if you think these thoughts over decades uh, throughout your, li uh, your life, then at some point these, um, these wrong energies or energy blocks will manifest in your physical body as, an, as a disease or as an illness. And Having said that, when uh, we talk about energy healing, we heal the energy body. And as, an, as a quantum healer, as an energy healer, I can do that. I can do that for probably anybody who, uh, who wants to accept it. And it will be done. I know it. But there is a big but behind that <laughs> sentence. And the but is the person has to realize that the thought pattern, the origin of that block has to be changed. I can change it for a certain time. It will work for a few days, sometimes more. But when all these old thought patterns come back, uh, they create the same block again and the same block will manifest in the physical. That's why energy healing is always connected with, a, um, with an awareness, with, with an expansion of consciousness. And that's a very interesting uh, uh, path, actually, because that's what we are here for. Uh, it would be very naive and it would be wrong to assume that there is uh, a single person on Earth who does not have any energy blocks and who has nothing to resolve because then they would not be here. They would be in other dimensions. Each of us, each single soul on earth has a different uh, task and has a different mission. And we are here, first of all, to identify what is our mission uh, that is related to our energy blocks, to our energy blocks that we are resolving in order to ascend, to come closer to the light, to come to a higher frequency. And uh, talking about frequencies, the highest, highest imaginable frequency and the brightest light is, of course, God. And we are part of God. We have that sparkle in, in us, that sparkle of God. And we are, that's where we came from, and that's where we go to, and that's the development path. That's where we uh, expand our awareness, that's where we learn. And by learning, we increase our consciousness, we uh, uplift ourselves, and we come to a higher frequency. Do you have any questions to that? Because it was quite a lot, <laughs> I said. <laughs> Yes, I have so many questions. Okay, so I'm going to take it back. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, so the first thing that I wanted to ask, you spoke about um, where the, the ideal frequency where you feel good and you're emanating these high frequencies are peace, joy, and love. What happens on a day-to-day -day basis when someone is not experiencing those frequencies? What should that person do? Because it is a challenge to stay on a high frequency all day long when you're um, moving around in the world. Um, do you have any, um, any ways in which uh, someone can keep their frequency high because we understand that being in a higher frequency um, enables you to have the physical manifestation of those higher nature frequencies. And if we are in a low frequency, if we are experiencing guilt and shame, 
um, for a certain period of time, not immediately, for a certain period of time, it will manifest into something where um, it could be an accident, it could be uh, a change in your health, it could be an argument or, or so on. So how can someone um, raise their frequency, raise their energy? What can they do to maintain it? Well, first of all, it is uh, the awareness, being aware that you are now frustrated, that you experience fear now, that you are worried now. First, uh, become aware of your thoughts. That is the first exercise, actually, uh, to observe your own thoughts. And there is so much self-talk that we do throughout the day where small things go wrong and you tell yourself, ah, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't say that. Don't say that it happens. It happens to all of us. Uh, but when we are really in a fight, in an argument, um, or in a uh, yeah, in a bad accident or whatever, when when we simply cannot avoid uh, negative energies coming, then um, you take a step back to yourself. You take deep breaths. Yeah, three times. By doing that, you signal your body that uh, there is no danger. Uh, you trick out actually your body because uh, our body functions still like uh, in ancient times when we were facing a tiger or a bear to fight with. And our body sees that danger and puts all the adrenaline up and our, all our physical cells are in tension. The whole body is in tension and is ready to fight or flight. And that's the mode uh, that stress puts us into. And the counteraction is to relax, to totally relax. And by breathing deeply, you signal your body there is no danger. Because your body cannot distinguish if uh, the danger is in your mind only, if like your boss is standing in front of you and shouting, or if it's a tiger. Your body does not know the difference anymore. So you are not breathing really deeply because that wastes energy for your body. Your body thinks, ah, we have no time now to breathe, really. We need all the energy to fight or to run away. So by deep breath, uh, you signal your body, relax. That's the first step, but that is very important. And then you change your attention. Uh, the energy goes where our attention goes. So when you are facing an argument, facing a dispute with somebody, then walk away. Really physically walk away. Change the room, change the, uh, the, the scenery. Uh, if possible, go out of the house, take a walk, really change what you see, what your eyes see, and uh, stop, stop talking, actually, because it can only get worse in that situation. Yeah, so changing the attention means changing the energy. The energy follows the attention wherever it goes, and you are the one choosing the target of the attention, of the energy. So it's a, it's a process of, of consciousness. Going back to what you were saying before, you spoke about, um, uh, you were speaking about quantum physics and quantum healing. Can you further explain what exactly is quantum physics? How, how does it work and how can we relate it to ourselves? All of us have heard about Einstein, uh, that famous guy, uh, and it's about a hundred years uh, now from his theory uh, that has really changed the whole world, actually, uh, because he said that everything is energy. And what he means by everything is energy he was a physicist, so he was not just uh, playing with words and saying something that he grabbed from somewhere. He was really doing the experiments, and he figured out that uh, when an, uh, a table, a chair, any, any material piece uh, is uh, taken down into the subatomic level, so into the smallest particles, and uh, if you have somebody observed these particles, the subatomic uh, particles, these particles change. And that is really revolutionary. 
So imagine the table in front of you, if you observe it, if you focus your attention, and we are again at our attention and the energy. The energy is related to our attention. If we focus on that table and just observe it, not doing anything else, at the subatomic level, that table will change. An atom has several parts, and one of the parts uh, are electrons. And the electrons start to move differently. They start to behave differently under the microscope than when nobody is observing it. And there are many more experiments like that. So that is the ultimate evidence, actually, that uh, the mm, spirit is over matter, mind over matter. Yeah? This, this is the evidence, and science uh, recognizes the evidence. So they recognize that, evi uh, that Einstein has produced evidence that uh, the, the atoms change under observation. Now, that brings me to the second point. Why are we uh, not behaving that way? Because our, all our systems, our schooling system, our health system, all the political systems, they still um, are dating back to Newton, who bases his theory on purely materialism, so that everything comes from the material side, which is which Einstein has proved wrong. But why is it so that we still uh, hang on to that Newton uh, physics, Newtonian physics? Uh, it is because uh, science... Uh, needs to measure uh, an experiment to recognize it. Now, uh, what, what the experiment did is not measurable. It's not measurable because it depends on the observer. Every, every observer will produce a different result. And <laughs> so when you observe the table, uh, the electrons will behave differently than when I observe the table. So science said, well, this is not measurable. We don't recognize it. Full stop. That's so interesting. Yeah. That changes the whole ball game of science. So every uh, scientific piece of evidence that comes out is dependent on the energy of the person that performed it or the person that was present um, in, the, in the experiment, let's say. Maybe if it was a machine doing it, but the person that touched it, the person that was present, the person's energy that was around there, uh, if we go by by what you're saying and um, Einstein's theory is that it, it affects it, it, the observation theory that it changes. So right. we can never be sure <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. It's kind of enlightening. Again, it depends on our own energy, on the observer's energy, what is the result. And uh, there is, of course, uh, science never changed their criteria. Uh, so they never actually recognized what uh, Einstein has proved. Uh, so the second uh, reason, in my opinion, and that's my personal opinion, is that there would be no control. You cannot control anything. Then if, uh, if the mind is over the matter, then we are totally empowered. And who wants that? <laughs> what we make out of it. That's so empowering, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's a total empowerment of people. And there are many, many reasons why uh, many uh, do not want that to happen. And that's also the, the shift uh, in the dimensions, in my understanding, that we have to recognize that. We have to recognize and realize that we are uh, over the material world. and. Having said that, of course, it does not mean that we explore the earth and its richness. No, and uh, we, uh, right. we are expected or supposed to be at the level where we use it for the best of all and where, where we do not abuse it. Right. We, do not, we use animals as friends, as partners, but not necessarily do we need to eat them. Uh, you know, there are many many different uh, uh, approaches now in the higher dimensions. And uh, that's why some uh, many people are ready for switching to a higher dimension, to a higher awareness, to a higher consciousness, and to adapting their life to it. 
And it's not only their own life, because by, uh, by changing your own life, you also change the life of those around you, if you want it or not. So, yeah, it's an infinite um, uh, thing. And uh, ultimately, nowadays, there are so many decisions for us to make and we have no basis at all. We don't know what information that we are getting is right, what is wrong. We cannot judge. It's so difficult. And uh, one criteria of judgment, uh, for me personally, at least, is does it empower me or does it take away my power? If we uh, follow the theory of Einstein, mind over matter, this is empowerment. And if we take it from the other side, that the material world creates our reality, this is the old school, that's the old way of thinking. Right. Uh, and yeah, I think that's really very important to know. Your link to the, the practice that you give is based on um, Einstein's um, theory of energy and having an understanding of how energy works and how we can apply it to our own lives is being mindful about where we put our focus, where we put our attention, because wherever we put our attention, uh, it changes. For me personally, my understanding is that there is a power that is moving through us. And the power, like you mentioned before, it's not, it's not negative. It's not positive. It just is. It's just like this box of electric and it does whatever it puts on lights. It can charge a phone. It can, it can be whatever you want it to be. Um, and so having this concept of being whatever you want it to be, it can either serve you. You can use this power to serve you or you can use this power to um, disempower you. It's the best way for us to, you're speaking about judgment, how to know, um, just to further extend on that, how to know whether our judgment is correct. Is that, is that through channeling and um, being more aware? It's also maybe part of, uh, I don't know how much you work with eliminating the ego because what, one person might think is the right thing to do. Let's say um, they've had a, a disagreement at work and they want to write an angry email because they think that, you know, that person deserves it and they need to know what they've done wrong and so ever. So how, how can we, just to further elaborate on the judgment, because I think it's really important to be able to tell. I think in general, judgment is not uh, good. We are not supposed to judge, uh, not ourselves and not anybody else. And in the end, on the highest, uh, from the highest perspective, there is no good and bad. It simply is. Uh, it is what we make out of it. And uh, regarding that email, yeah, situations like that occur that you are very tempted to write that angry email. And maybe you have written it, yeah? Maybe you have written it. So you have written it, but then, then you realize it was not the best thing I have done. <laughs> so what happens is you learned. It's a learning process, yeah? Next time you will handle the situation differently, yeah? Next time you will think before, how do I make the best out of that situation? And that's all we can do. And what you probably... Uh, wanted to ask also is how to use our intuition yeah how to know when it's you that's a uh, that's a difficult one and it's experience and we will always fail here and there there is no guarantee because uh, all that sits in our consciousness the ego speaks in our uh, subconsciousness uh, yeah i meant to say subconsciousness the ego sits there but also the uh, paradigms sit there, but also the higher dimensions speak to our subconsciousness. The, the messages come there too. But what happens is we have to filter it through our consciousness. Filter, uh, bring it up from the subconscious level. So be aware of uh, your feeling, your emotion and your thoughts again, and then judge in your conscious awareness is that now what I want to do? Is that now to the best? What frequency is there? What vibration does it have? What vibration does that thought have? Right. And you spoke about shifting vibrations and um, the paradigms. How, how can you identify um, what your paradigms are 
and I think you said the paradigms they live in your subconscious mind how can we how can we change our paradigms yeah the paradigms first of all let's uh, go a bit more into the definition what is a paradigm uh, paradigms are also again thought patterns that uh, come with us uh, along since generations in our family through our parents that we simply inherit like we inherit also qualities we might inherit the musical talent we might inherit so many positive things uh, but we also might have that uh, paradigm that does not serve us that is not beneficial for us yeah uh, and uh, for usually these paradigms are we take them for granted they are part of our reality and that's why it is so important to raise your awareness uh, to expand your consciousness to make new friends to take that challenge for a new for another education to take that course and to follow your inspiration if something really attracts you go for it and make that step out of your comfort zone as long as you stay in your comfort zone the paradigms will control you and you will not be aware of them it's only the moment you step out of the comfort zone that you can get new impressions and you are exposed to new thoughts to different thoughts and to a different reality so let's say that there was a, a person that really wanted to to take a course for example like you said and um, get an education in uh, any kind of course and this person um, knew that they're going to enjoy it and felt that it was the right thing for them but created a, a boundary for themselves where they thought uh, who do I think I am I don't have the money I don't have the time to do this do and I think a lot of people can relate to this. I can, and I have an idea and then just do, 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 and it will find ways to distort the idea so that it doesn't happen or it takes longer. Or I remember, um, yeah, things that you start now and you actually had the idea like six years ago and it's just the development or the, the purpose, the meaning you give behind it and the, the, the paradigms you have. So using this example, what would you say to this person or, or how can we, how can we uh, eliminate that kind of thinking? Well, elimination of thinking is <laughs> brainwashing. <laughs> and uh, the, the, uh, the best is if you wash your own brain, if you're not brainwashed by somebody else, but you figure out uh, what is your paradigm and you yourself uh, change it, okay? Uh, it's again a process of awareness, but um, the criteria is always uh, what holds you back. What are the, the uh, voices and the sentences in your mind that hold you back from going the next step, from saying, no, 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 nobody in your family did that, so you are not made for that. Uh, you might fail, that's a typical one, you might fail. Uh, what if uh, this or that happens? You know, all the what ifs and, and uh, all the negative talk, uh, just eliminate it and look at it neutral, from a neutral place on a blank sheet, yeah? If you, if you imagine really a sheet of paper, there are all these uh, thoughts from the past, all these sentences, no, you have never done it before. Nobody else succeeded in it. So many people failed. Who do you think you are? <laughs> you know, all these sentences and uh, take a blank sheet and write it on a blank sheet. That would be my recommendation. And, and uh, the paradigms from our childhood, uh, you, uh, there, there is always help. And there are therapists that are really good by figuring out or helping you to figure out what you inherited from your uh, childhood. What are the sentences? What are the thought patterns that you took on from your childhood? And uh, to change these. Uh, and it's really worth uh, spending a few hours with a therapist, with a good therapist, in order to change that pattern for good and for your life, for the rest of your life. It can be really life-changing. Uh, and I'm not saying that's the only way to do it. You might be able to do it yourself, but uh, I'm just saying there are many possibilities to change it. 
but the, the end result is a changed thought pattern. And that brings me actually back uh, to, to uh, quantum healing and energy healing, because these are the paradigms, the thought patterns, again, that sit in our energy field. And if they, um, if they stop us from reaching our best, from reaching our potential, they have to manifest in the physical cells as something negative, as disease, as illness. So continuously thinking like this, even when it's about yourself or something as light as I can't do that, I can't be that, even those kinds of thoughts are still uh, the possibility of manifesting itself outwards, even though it is. It just starts as a. We think it's quite a casual thought. It's very normal to think to put yourself down. Mm -hmm. And so, what I what I believe that you're saying is that those casual thoughts are the ones that are passing through and creating physical manifestations in our life. Yes. In the end. Yes. Yes. In the end. yes. Can you just um, rehash the um, our energy fields? And you said our energy fields are is basically. From what I understand, you're saying is our our thoughts and our feelings and um, the energy of our how we're feeling at the current moment, or is it energies from the past? What what is the makeup of of our energy field? The makeup of our energy fields are there are many layers. Uh, you have the emotional energetic body, you have the, uh, the, the mental energetic body, you have the spiritual energetic body, plus you have all the influences from the collective consciousness. Uh, all, everything that is going on now in society, it will affect us in one or the other way. And there are also the uh, uh, ancient energies that are also affecting us. So. It is uh, actually who we are that composes who we are. That's why we are different than uh, somebody who is living on an island in the Pacific without internet uh, and without television and uh, raising their own animals and living from their own fruits. Uh, that person will have a different energy field. Also, he or she lives in the same time on the same planet. Um, yeah, that, but with a different background, totally different background. Everybody has an individual energy field because we have been born and brought up and we are who we are. Right. And what we want to, to create is alignment, maybe, are you saying, within our energy field so that we are able to move forward in life in the direction of of our goals and be empowered and so on. What do we want to attain from the field? Is it alignment or is it clarity? What is it that we should be aiming for? Well, we want to have, again, a vibration that is as high as possible in any particular moment. And, you know, when you come into a room uh, and you see people there hanging around with a glass of wine and uh, in, in dark conversations, it's a different energy than when you come into a room where people are happily dancing and uh, cheerful with each other. And, uh, you know, that's also a certain energy. Uh, it's, again, a certain vibration. It's a certain frequency. And... Uh, I uh, always want to take away the, the judgment. Uh, it's not good or bad. It simply is. Uh, and it is your choice uh, where you go and what you do. Music, for instance, music is uh, frequency. It's vibration. And uh, we all have a sense for music, uh, if you, regardless if you are a musical person or not. But uh, music is vibrations and it affects your energy field. So with a certain type of music, you will feel immediately cheerful and it will lighten you up uh, and make your day. Whereas, at least for me, certain types of music I cannot hear. I have to turn the radio off when that is played. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there are uh, there is the resonance. What are you in resonance with, and what contributes to your shifting of energy, shifting of frequency and vibration, and what takes you down, what pulls you down, really.
So again, back to the awareness, being aware of your feelings and your emotions throughout the day and having, having, getting to know yourself enough to know the things that make you feel good that can raise your vibration. So that could be, like you said, through music, finding out what kind of music raises you and maybe even, um, questioning why, because we might think, um, a, a, t- a type of music is great for us, but on further inquiry, it's actually not. So being inquisitive and being aware of, of what raises you and what brings you down. I also understand that you work with distance healing. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, distance healing is very interesting and it works exactly the same way as if the person were present, as if we would be in the same room. Uh, why is that so? Uh, Energy healing is without even touching, without a physical touch. Uh, I focus my, I put my attention to, let's say, your energy field. And as we heard before in quantum physics, uh, where the attention is, the energy goes, and that particular uh, material subject or a person at the subatomic level, at the cellular level, will change, something will change. So I put myself in higher vibration. Ideally, the client is also in a high vibration uh, through gratitude, joy, love, whatever relaxed state of feeling. And then the energy can flow. And what happens at the cellular level is the cells start to communicate better. Uh, we know now that uh, from cell biologists that cells communicate through photons and photons are the smallest particles of light. So when we uh, increase our vibration, shift our vibration, there is more light in our energy field and we transmit that light and that light in the physical body leads to better communication between the cells and the self-healing process is activated. Uh, there is a lot uh, of um, uh, YouTube videos by Bruce Lipton. He's one, my, one of my favorite uh, cell biologists, and he explains that really well. So it's really a, a well-founded theory, uh, and that's how it works. Now, uh, I don't need to be in the same room with the receiver of the energy. Why is that so? Because we are energetically connected anyway. And the focus, the attention and the energy is not bound to uh, time and not bound to uh, distance. So you can be wherever you want. If I get your energy field, then we are communicating. Okay. Yeah, so we are connected through that energy field that's also called the morphogenetic field. Uh, that uh, Rupert Sheldrake has uh, actually invented the term uh, morphogenetic field. And he did a very interesting experiment uh, with rats. Uh, rats uh, were tested. Uh, in uh, They live in communities and they were split. And some rats, uh, half of the rats were given a poison, tragically. And uh, it led to the other half of the rats uh, not eating that poison anymore. So they were com- communicating uh, energetically and they understood that part of their family has died from that poison, so they are not eating it anymore. No. Then they, they separated them further away uh, and further and further. And eventually they were half of them in South America and half of them in North America. And the same happened. The same happened that these rats did not eat the poison anymore. So that is quite spectacular. And uh, there is also the the theory of the butterfly. When the butterfly uh, spreads its wing, uh, it can cause an orcan, a, a hurricane on the other side of the world because we are so connected. So that's the morphogenetic field, and through the morphogenetic field, through the energy field of the Earth, we are connecting, uh, and it works exactly the same way as if we would sit in the same room. Right. So um, just bringing it back, you mentioned that when you're doing your own um, long-distance healing, the way that you do it is 
Um, you prefer to be in a higher vibration, you will be in a higher vibration and you prefer if the person receiving the healing would be the same and focus on feelings of gratitude and joy to raise the energy. Yeah. But in comparison to the experiment with the, with the rats, for example, who have they haven't been um, made aware of their awareness and, you know, to be joyful and loving and so on. And yet they still got the message. So you don't necessarily need to be in a higher vibration to receive information. The experiment with the rats uh, proved only that we are connected, uh, that animals are connected, plants are connected, uh, humans are connected. It proves only the existence of that energy field. Healing is only working through that energy field. It's only a vehicle. The energy field is the vehicle, um, but healing has to occur, has to activate the cells, uh, the self-healing of the cells. And in order for that to happen, there needs to be light in the cells. There have to be these photons uh, between the cells so they communicate. And that's why actually... Uh, it's not recommended it's not it's not something that i prefer uh, but it's essential that the healer is at a higher frequency than the client uh, the higher the client is the higher the healer has to go so when i do a healing session i put myself in the highest possible frequency at that particular moment and that is also individually not every day is the same but we only we are humans we do the best we can at that particular moment, with the su support of the spiritual world, with healers that have gone to other dimensions, you can ask all kinds of support. So my own frequency is high, and then I connect with the client, and if the client is also in a relaxed state, his energy field is open, is receptive, um, and is ready to receive the higher vibration. I said uh, I initiate the process. What would be a typical um, experience when you you have with your clients? Would you first take them through channeling, and then um, how do you work with them from moving forward? It's very individual. Uh, for individual sessions, I take it uh, as they uh, as they need it. Uh, mostly, uh, it's compact. It's in one session, a bit of everything. But it depends very much what the client needs. Some clients prefer a lot of messages, really are a bit uh, analytical in their mind, so they get the messages. Others prefer to feel the energy, then they get more a meditative uh, session. So, But it's a matter of intuition. I don't need to ask too many questions. It just flows during the session. And that is actually a unique program because it's personally tailored. It is tailored to the person's need. In, um, let's say, if somebody has a professional problem uh, or a goal that they want to reach in the next uh, come in the coming months, but there are obstacles. We take that from that perspective, but there is always the spiritual component part of it. So it's a whole package, and we work holistically. Like in health, in holistic health, uh, I consider the energy body, I consider the physical body, I consider the mind, the mental body, the emotional body. So it's all one, actually. And having said that, there are so many uh, different names. It's uh, a matter of terminology. It's like calling God, God, or call the universe, the universe. Uh, spirit, spirit, uh, we are all somehow talking about the same. That's incredible. I would love to see more of your work out into the world. I think everyone needs to, needs this. Everyone needs to have an evaluation on the different dimensions of themselves from the food that they eat, their mental body, their, their energetic body, their spirit, and, and bringing it all together so that in a holistic way because it's not so simple and easy it is a journey as well and and it sounds like you're there to to also channel and connect to a higher being it's not you as Eva as a person it's also you're integrating your higher self which is just perfect True. yeah 
it's something that I would really appreciate. I would trust more that, that I have this person with all this experience and knowledge and this person actually uses a higher knowledge to incorporate with this dimension to further express yourself and your client self at the same time. Thank you. Yes, yes. That's what I offer. And I'm happy uh, if uh, I get contact, uh, you can reach me on my website. That is Energy Works, Energy Dash Works with an X.com. It also has the Y and the X, uh, the Y for the uh, male uh, symbol and the X for the female symbol. So it's uh, also both contained in Energy Works. Okay, yes. So Energy Dash Works with an X.com. Right. And do you have any social, are you on social media? I'm on uh, Facebook uh, with the same Energy Works. Uh, yeah, I hope you can find me. <laughs> energy E N E R G Y W O R X. Is that right? Yes. yes? Okay. Energy Works. Yeah, with yes. an X. Eva, it's been so nice to have you. Thank you so much. You've been a pleasure to speak to. I could speak to you forever. Um, I would like to speak to you more. Um, about your book actually on a different day um, you seem pretty excited uh, about your Africa story um, but we'll leave it here for now thank you so much um, I learned a lot and I hope that the audience have taken away as much as I have um, last question if there is anything that um if someone didn't take anything away from this, what would be the main message? Like, hey, if you didn't get anything from this episode, just take this. What would it be? Mind over matter. Mind is over matter and you are empowered. And that is what empowers you. Your mind is over the matter. Your mind is over the physical body and that empowers you. Just make yourself aware of that. And then everything else will flow. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. It was really a pleasure talk talking to you. And I congratulate you again to your project, you. to Sacred Creators. Uh, and yeah, I'm happy to be back at another time. And yeah, thank you so much for giving, giving me the opportunity to be here. Thank you so much, Ava Sophia, for being on the podcast today and thank you so much creators for tuning in and listening and being part of this amazing journey please share this podcast with the people that you love with your friends with your family with anyone who you feel would resonate with the message today would really appreciate your shares to find out when the next podcast comes out click the red subscribe button add me on instagram at sacred underscore creators and on Facebook at sacred creators. Keep creating my loves, love and liberation to you. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing day.